0: After a crazy Monday, it is Wednesday, Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, feeling good, feeling real good on a hump day. You're locked and loaded onto the hottest show on the streets, the number one form for Crimson Tide football news, notes and information. Excited to have everybody in here locked into the channel. On today, that being in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, bringing this to you from Tuscaloosa, streaming this via YouTube. Speaking of a channel, go ahead right now, give a thumbs up, drop a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, and turn all of those notifications on, so that way you can have all the alerts, news, notes, information, commentary on your Crimson tie. I'm not just like just like uh, YouTube. We're also streaming this to Facebook as well. So all my Facebook people out there, coming to you also. Got a lot to we got a lot to get into, a lot to dive into, a lot to discuss, a lot to unpack here on the show. And speaking of touchdown, Alabama magazine. You can purchase individual copies of the magazine. Have those sent to your door. Link will be found in the description. Also, Tide fans. Also, Tide fans. You can get that subscription. She you can still get the online subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine for $5.95 a month. You can still get that online subscription to TDA for $5.95 a month, but this comes only at a limited time. Only for a limited time you can get that subscription as this month goes out on Monday, August the 31st. So right now, go ahead, get yourself locked and loaded to touchdownalabama.com go to go to click join go pick up that online subscription right now only a limited time just $5.95 a month but we start things off by always recognizing the better man in the room my man John Ivory it is Wednesday how you feeling
1: feeling great excited about the show what's up everybody in the chat YouTube Facebook make sure you share the show with your family and friends we got a hot show tonight
0: Absolutely and we want everybody being a part of the conversation just like you were on Monday same energy same enthusiasm same passion and you can be a part of the show by calling 205-448-1358 for number 2 call in to let your voice be heard on the network 205-448-1358 and one more time 205-448-1358 you can also Leave a voicemail with that number and text with that number as well. It's going to be awesome later on in the show to have a pretty cool segment with former Alabama wide receiver Matt Cadell. So keep your eyes on that. But we dive into a little bit of an update here on the show as former Crimson Tide quarterback Tua vangoa. Tua Tagovailoa will have a documentary done via Fox Sports on September the sixth at 4 p.m. Eastern time. September the sixth, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Fox Sports will have the documentary of Tua Tagovailoa, his journey from Hawaii to Alabama to the NFL. So that's going to be awesome, documenting the life story of one Tua Tagovailoa. He's actually taking part here in Miami Dolphins training camp there was a video that surfaced to social media on today of Tua you know dropping back in the pocket firing a tight spiral to one Ja'Keem Grant at wide receiver who's entering his 5th year in the league the pass was on point it was deadly accurate uh, Grant was able to catch it and stride and go to the house for a touchdown so we're already seeing Tua making that well adjustment to the professional game there but we dive into topic number one here of the conversation that being uh, hope remains alive hope remains alive for college football here for the 2020 season and in the last 40 in the last 48 hours the last 48 hours we have seen a mixture of emotions in a 180 degree angle the best i can describe this is It goes back to when I was younger, when I was a child, when I was going through childhood, prior to my grandmother passing away last year, God rest her soul, my grandmother used to always have me watch the documentary of Moses. And there was a part in the Moses documentary where... You had half the children of Israel, you know, on Moses' side and the other half doing their own thing. And a huge war broke out and both sides were fighting to the death here. And so Moses starts crying, who's going to follow me? Who's going to follow the Lord here? And one by one, you had this person going with Moses, this person going on the opposite side, so so on and so forth. And it gets down to, you know, the people in Moses' family. So here comes Aaron, Moses' brother, and he's like, brother, brother, will you follow me? Brother, will you join me? Brother, will you help me be on the Lord's side, brother? And Aaron is looking around like, oh, my goodness, what in the world is going on? Are you kidding me? But Aaron ends up joining Moses, and then... You know, Moses' sister, Miriam, he's like, sister, will you join me? Sister, will you help me in following the Lord? Sister, are you going to come? And Miriam, Miriam's like, you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> and so Miriam ends up joining, you know, Moses as well. And they end up, you know, having this war. But Moses and the people on Moses' side end up winning. And it's kind of like what was going on in college football with on the uh, On Tuesday, you had the Big Ten and the Pac-12 both decide to cancel the college football season. The SEC... With Commissioner Greg Sankey's he's like, no, we're not going to cancel. We're going to continue to move forward. We trust the medical staff and what we have here. We're going to continue being thorough in our approach. And so the SEC doesn't back out. It looks at the ACC and goes, hey, ACC, are you going to join us? Hey, Dabo, Sweeney, Clemson, y'all go join us? Hey, come over here. Come join us. Come be a part of what we're doing. And so the ACC says, you know what? Screw it. We're going to join. So they come and join the SEC. And then the Big 12, you know, both conferences looking at, you know, Commissioner Bob Bowles, be at the Big 12 and going, are you going to join? Are you going to come? Are you going to embrace us? And as of 10 o'clock, late last night, the Big 12 and its presidents made the decision of we are going to continue with the football operation. So much like the whole Moses ordeal and that documentary, the SEC saying we're not giving up on football. And it got the Big 12 and the ACC to join for now. So hope alive, positivity alive, a good vibe still there in terms of a football season for right now. And uh, how about the job done by Commissioner Sankey here of the SEC? Greg Sankey has done a fine job. And uh, what's crazy here is, he he has been um, thorough in his approach. He has been methodical in his approach. He has not jumped the gun on anything. He's always said, it doesn't matter what these other conferences do, It does not dictate what we're trying to do here in the SEC. We are going to wait this thing out. We're going to gather all the information that we can. We are going to trust our our medical staff, our medical personnel to put us in the right situation. Now, I know at times I have talked about the former SEC commissioner Roy Kramer and how big he was and how great he was and how sort of legendary he was in starting the SEC championship game in 1992 and having the conference chart into un, and having the conference go into uncharted waters but having success what we're seeing here with commissioner Sankey if we're able to have a season should we have a season i believe we will commissioner Sankey's going to go right up there With Kramer and with Adam Silver of the NBA, just looking at how he went about handling this entire situation. It's been a slippery slope. It's been difficult. It's been highly sensitive in in terms of wanting to have the health and safety of the players, but also appeal to other things where... College uh, football brings in infrastructure, brings in the economy, brings in money, brings in excitement to you know all fans and all consumers alike, and to provide some sense of normalcy during this unprecedented time. But you got to give Sankey a ton of credit for handling it the way that he has. I mean, even going to the fact to where he pushed the start of the season back to September 26th. You had the Pac-12 that initially wanted the conference-only schedule, the 10-game conference-only schedule. Uh, I remember Clay Helton, the coach of USC the Trojans, he was the advocate for that. You know, unfortunately, right after it sprung for the 10-game conference-only schedule, later on, the the Pac-12 has decided to cancel. You know, it's part of the college football season. And then you had the Big Ten, that jumped out there and it wanted to start its season on august 29th which was week zero of college football or september 5th of the labor day weekend unfortunately for commissioner uh for commissioner uh, warren kevin warren uh that's not happening for the big 10 as it's canceled its season so gotta give a lot of credit here to commissioner sankey for really handling this the the right way and taking his methodical approach along with that having that trust for the medical advisory group the sec medical group you know according to sankey that they spoke on you know let's move forward for right now we have the information we have the uh uh, the data we have the testing we, we we have all the stuff that we need to manage the situation, to try to stay ahead of the game as much as possible. So Sankey trusting the medical advisory group of the SEC as it gave the conference the green light. You even have the likes of David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray of Alabama basically stating how these medical staffs, these athletic trainers, they have a lot of care or they care a lot about these athletes. They lose sleep. Being concerned about making sure the players are not uh, suffering from knee injuries and ankle injuries and you know, shoulder injuries and you know illnesses, diseases that they lose sleep trying to make sure these players are on the up and up health wise. So if they are putting it on themselves to make sure the players stay healthy, they have not let up. They have not slacked off. They don't plan on slacking off. They don't believe in slacking off. Why not trust the team doctors? Why not trust the athletic trainers? Why not trust the medical staff? And just speaking of Blue and Ray here for just a minute, how about the, the job that Saban did and the calculation that Saban took to hire both of those two when he did in the month of March? Because if Alabama doesn't make the move to hire both of these guys, both of those, um, Blue and Ray, would still be at Indiana University. And they would be in limbo seeing how you know, Big Ten, no season, canceled the season. Blue and Ray would be at home wondering, what are we going to do? So just the ability to hire them over from the Big Ten to the to the SEC, the way that Alabama was able to do that, was huge. Seeing how both have been dynamic for know the program and uh, what's also really awesome is just seeing how the players have come together we have seen players from all walks of life really sort of meet in the middle here when you look at players that come from high financial backgrounds financially stable backgrounds and players that may have not come from those backgrounds both groups have met in the middle in just wanting you know a college football season case in point you know, Trevor Lawrence has been, you know, all over the whole we want to play movement. And I remember there was there were a bunch of NFL draft pundits that spoke on, you know, why is he doing this? What is the purpose of Trevor Lawrence doing this? He's gonna be a first round pick. He's gonna be a top five, top ten pick, you know, for the NFL best quarterback in college football, best quarterback in the sport, he could just opt out and prepare for the 2021 draft. Well, not all of these players are driven by money. Not all of these players are controlled by money. Not all of these players feel like money is the most important thing. You have a lot of these young athletes that – play college football for the love of the game. They love being out there with their teammates. They love the camaraderie. They love the passion. They love the competition. For these guys, it's, this could be my last time. This could be my final time on the field with my brothers. This could be the last time I set foot on this platform with my teammates. This could be the last time I'm together in the same room with the guys that I love the most. And just... And just looking at Trevor Lawrence here in the national championship game against LSU, he saw Ed Ogeron and the Tigers celebrate on the field in the first loss that Lawrence has ever taken high school or college. So Lawrence wants to have that get back to compete for a national championship and try for a title. The big thing here moving forward is that Once the students get back on campus, how will each medical staff at different programs be able to manage the curve, keep the curve flat, keep the curve low? You may have a couple of positive tests here or there, but how will these medical departments be able to keep everything under control, keep everything under wraps? That will determine how quickly and how effectively we can have this season here. But the good news is... SEC, ACC, Big 12, they're moving forward with college football. We take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. Upon our return, we tackle your questions, your thoughts, your tweets, your texts, your concerns. After this.
2: Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to TouchdownAlabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to TouchdownAlabama.com today and roll tide.
0: We're back in, folks, from the break here. How to Show on the Streets, number one form for Crimson Tide football content. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. As always, Tide fans, be sure to give a thumbs up on the show, like on the show, hit that subscribe button, and turn on those notifications, all of those notifications, so that way you can have the best in news, notes, alerts on your Crimson Tide. Also, Tide fans, you can still get that $5.95 a month subscription, online subscription for Touchdown Alabama magazine. You can still purchase a subscription online for $5.95 a month, but this is only for a limited time. This month goes out on Monday, August 31st. You got till August 31st. So be sure to right now get yourself locked in for the best in analysis updates, coverage on your Crimson Tide. Go on the touchdownalabama.com. Go on the site, click join, get you that subscription, $5.95 a month. But we go to the phone lines right now. We pick up our first caller, Chris, my man from Ballard Sports Media. Chris, what's going on?
3: Mr Steven Smith, how you doing?
0: Doing well, man. Doing a lot better today than what I was on Monday with all the commotion going around about are we gonna have football? It, 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 will politics take football from us? What's going to be the final verdict? But on but on Tuesday, felt to not better. Seeing how Commissioner Sankey and the SEC moving forward, ACC moving forward. Late last night, the Big Twelve said they're moving forward. So feeling a lot better today.
3: Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, listen, when the Big Twelve, when the Big Ten canceled, then the Pac-12 cancels. I said. It's not looking that great. But then late last night, you know, they at least at the very least, they said our plan is still to move forward and see what happens. Uh, now, a lot could happen between now and I think they decided if they do start September 26. A lot could happen between now and then, obviously, as we know. But, you know, at the same time, I mean, look at Sankey. Look at Greg Sankey with the SEC, man. he he He's a fighter. I love the SEC commissioner. I mean, he's doing everything he can and he's straight up saying, look, I want to have football and we're going to do everything we can t- to make sure that happens. And I, I like what Saban said. Uh, I don't know if you uh, saw his quote uh, that he said uh, the other day, uh, but he basically, I mean, listen, there are a lot of coaches as much as they are concerned about safety and stuff. They set. Like, uh, Coach Saban's like, they're safer here than they are wandering the streets or being at home. And, and, and
0: I agree with what Saban said, and I agree with what Commissioner Sankey has done. He has been thorough. He has been methodical. He has been smooth in his approach. He's been constantly talking to each president, each athletic director, everybody on the medical staff. He, he's always said, we're not making a hasty decision. We're not making a rushed move. We're waiting everything out, and, and I respect that from Sankey because it, it needs – He's showing the players, and he's showing the conference, I'm doing everything I can to provide and or push for a football season. The big thing here is, is next week, this time around next week, once you get the students back on campus, how will, each di- how will each program be able to manage that curve and keep that curve flat? There will be maybe one to two positive tests, but if college football can prevent the flare-ups, just the massive flare-ups, there is an opportunity.
3: Yeah, I would definitely agree. I mean, like you just said, students are going to be returning in the next one or two weeks and going back to school on campus. uh, Obviously, some will be online, I know. Uh, But for those on campus, I mean, if they could balance it out, if they could have the right protocols, you know, wear a mask, social distance and everything, and maybe you're not getting a whole lot of cases and spikes and everything's looking calm and safe throughout the month and everything, uh, and even going into September, we might be uh, good for some SEC football, and they might have a lot more confidence uh, as we get closer.
0: It's going to be something. To, it's going to be something to continue to dive into and look at. But Chris, we appreciate the call, man. Keep listening to us.
3: Thanks, Stephen. Uh, roll Tide. Absolutely.
0: We continue with the calls here on a Wednesday. We got my man, Senator Hines. Senator, you are live on In My Own words. What's going on, buddy?
1: What's going on, Steve? How you
0: doing today, bud? Doing good, man. Feeling a lot better today than what I was Monday, especially Tuesday with the SEC moving forward. ACC going forward, Big 12, the same thing. Uh, It's just going to come down to once the students get back on campus, how will each medical staff be able to keep that curve flat?
1: You you know, and and I agree totally. Um, My thing is um, I believe every university knows how serious this virus is. I don't think anybody's taking it lightly. That's obvious. So even before discussion for football to continue started, they were already discussing how do we create a safe environment on the campus for allowing getting students back in the class? Because we're before we're a football team, we're a university. We have education to continue to push. That's the most important thing. That's like the, the tier thing we reach for as we grow up as students, elementary school, middle school, high school, we want to go to college. So I believe every university is going to take the necessary precautions. Um But I just want to go here for a second. Um, I think for the SEC to continue um to go ahead with football, this is really gonna affect recruiting for next year because you have all these commits that are looking now, okay, I was gonna go to Oregon, but look how quick they backed out, you know, and they have players that are saying, speaking out, I wanna play football. How y'all not gonna fight for us? So I just wanted to see what your thoughts was on that man, and, and appreciate you letting me call in again, man. This I, I tell you every time, man. This is the show. I got, I got my, I got my five dollars inside. I'm about to post up in here once you get me riled up. I'm about to post it, but man, I love this show, man. This is the best Alabama outlet I ever listened to, brother.
0: Appreciate that coming from Senator, man. Appreciate you, man. Now, definitely going to your point here about recruiting. Because you make a good point there, recruiting is going to be very interesting. Because, I mean, like you mentioned, the Pac twelve and the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve and the Big Ten, excuse me, both conferences are keen in, in recruiting, and with you know young men wanting to play football, and seeing both conferences, especially the Big Ten, with the respect, with the. Um, with the respect that that it has, with the tradition and the culture that the Big Ten has, seeing that conference cancel, I know the presidents ultimately made the decision, and Commissioner Kevin Warren had to deliver it out. But seeing the Big Ten cancel, that really hurts them, you know, in recruiting because a lot of these high school athletes they like the Big Ten, they want to go to the Big Ten, and and not just the athletes that they're trying to recruit you have to look at guys like justin fields the quarterback of ohio state you got to look at what does he do what is his next move but prior to finish up that thought here we take another call in the queue you're live on in my own words what's going on
4: what's going on steven this is sean from huntsville
0: doing good sean what's going on with you
4: Man, nothing much, man. Wanted to give you my quick little spiel on what's going on with these conferences and things of that nature if I possibly could. Do your thing. Go ahead. First off, man, I I, I you know, I had a very, very, very credible source, one of my guys that uh he's on the coaching staff at UAB right now. And um, you know, he he he, he gets a lot of inside information and things of that nature. And it's actually something that I, I'm I didn't I wasn't aware of I was aware of it, but not quite to this extent. I didn't realize that these colleges, like right now, were pushing this. um, I'm not sure what what slogan they use about the kids' likeness, you know, um, where they can, you know, benefit from their own likeness. And, you know, when they put their pictures, like if John Deere is down the street and they. yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when and when John Deere is down the street and they using this kid's face and this kid can monetize it and things like that. I didn't realize that stuff was was really, really, really being talked about and really, really, really being pushed like that. Did you?
0: I I didn't see it. I I did not see
4: it. Some stuff. I don't I don't quite know what what they call it, but uh, I know Armerius Mims made reference to it as well. Um, uh, the colleges are like letting them know how they can benefit from their own. Uh, I'm not really sure what it is, but it's benefiting from their own likeness and how that's that's coming into play. And um, what is it, man? I, I, I don't quite know the slogan, but the, the schools are like pressing that, letting them know, well, if you come here, you know, we play in all these big games and you'll be able to monetize yourself this way in the third. And, you know, I I didn't realize that. And um, so that that's going on. But you have a lot of people in the Big Ten, believe it or not, that's not with that. They're still on the, no, the athlete is still a, um amateur athlete. He's not a pro athlete, blah, blah, blah. A thousand reasons why they don't want that to go that way. And another thing, man, I'm, I'm just disgusted, man, with the NCAA, bro. I, I really am. I'm disgusted with it, man. Because it's like I told you, at some the point. At, at, and I'm not trying
0: to cut you off there, man. But at some point, no, no, at, some po- at, at some, at some point, Sean. At some point, when does the Power Five break away from the NCAA and become its own autonomy? At, at what point does the Power Five break away? Exactly,
4: man. Exactly. If this don't show people that, and it's crazy because they 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 so hypocritical, man. They'll, they'll, they 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 want to regulate this side of it when it's when it's benefiting the athlete. But when it comes down to something that will put them in the spotlight and make a big decision, oh, no, we'll let the, we let the conferences and the conference commissioners and presidents do whatever they want to do. And it's crazy, man, because you got this conference doing this, we doing this, they doing that, and there's no leadership. It's nobody to say, well, look, we've waited. We've had doctors. We've had our own doctors. This is what we're going to do. And it's just crazy. It's just, it's, I feel bad for Mr. Sankey because he's making a real grave decision. You know, and and when you really look at it, it's regional. It seems like it's so much regional, and I know college football is regional. But at the same time, it doesn't shock me that we want to play a little bit. And I don't know the other kids want to play just as bad as, as well, but it's it's like our commission is fighting to the very end to make sure football is, is played, or you know, at least we can you know exercise all of our we can exercise everything, and exhaust ourselves in every possible way to play football. And when I listened to um the Ohio State A D, Gene Upshaw, I think his name is, Gene somebody, man, I, I I was even more confused after he talked than I was before. You know what I mean? So I don't know what's going on up there. I pray for Justin Fields. Kid goes to Georgia, gets screwed over, should have been started. I heard Heads for him.
0: I, I I really hurt for him.
4: Yeah, yeah. I do too, man. You know, Kid really didn't get an opportunity at Georgia, should have been playing. Thank God for us at Alabama, he was not playing. You know, kid goes to Ohio State the very next football season. He's a Heisman. I mean, what does that tell you? The kid, not two years later, not three years later, the very next season, the kid was a Heisman Trophy candidate, man, and now that's it for him. That is crazy, bro. That's crazy. But I well, want to well, hang up and listen well, to well, not, you, not season, only, man. Well, I appreciate well,
0: you taking him, my car. Absolutely, yeah. Sean. Appreciate your thoughts right there. And not only just him, you look at a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau coming out of Oregon, the very same thing. This guy was a big-time pass rusher.
4: Yep, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Play one good year, and now these kids are not going to have a season. And that is, man, I just – it just seems like – you know, man, it seems to me if 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 you're not going to have a season, at least extend it to the very last – you know, it seems like you could have at least waited like the other conferences. Man, let's just keep trying. Let's keep trying to fight. Let's keep trying to see if we can find an answer. Because I'm going to tell you this. Let me tell you this real quick before I get off. To think you're going to have a football season in the spring is the, for me, just my humble opinion, is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. And I'll quickly tell you why. You want these kids to come and play a, a season in January or February, ending in what, April or May or whatever the case may be, school out for two or two, three months, come back and start another season in August, practice in August. Man, when, that is crazy. I've never even heard of nothing like that, man. That is ridiculous. Really think about what will have to happen. If that happens for the sophomores and freshmen, these kids will play a season in February, January, whenever they decided to start it What what month ending, what three months later, maybe April NFL draft is not going to, I can tell people now, the NFL is not going to do anything to help college football. They're not moving the draft. I promise you they're not the NFL. If you look what these guys are saying, they, they look, they're entrenched. They know it. And they're not trying to do anything to help anybody else besides themselves. So you want these kids to come out and play a season in February, January, end in April, May, be off for the summer, come back in August and play another season three months later. I've never heard of nothing like that, Stephen. Never in my life, man. But I appreciate you taking my call, brother, and I will continue to support
0: Appreciate the the passion there, the ideas and the thoughts there coming from my man Sean out of Huntsville. Getting some passionate callers here in terms of football on a Wednesday. Gotta shout out my man Spencer Revely, one of the faithful listeners to the show. Spencer Revely dropping in that $5 via the Super Chats here on YouTube. Helping out touchdown. Alabama Magazine here. Just a quick, just a quick moment here. I want to give a thoughts here on Mac Jones, Alabama quarterback Mac Jones, of whom is a preseason candidate for the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award, uh, presented to you know one of the nation's top you know senior quarterbacks or the nation's best fourth-year signal caller in college football. The the two uh, previous Crimson Tide quarterbacks that have won this honor, Jay Barker, won it in 1994. Barker was a national championship and national champion in 1992. A.J. McCarron won the award in 2013. McCarron, a three-time national champion, two times as a starting quarterback. 2011 and 2012 there. So, Mac Jones, along with him being a preseason candidate for the Davey O'Brien National Quarterback of the Year award, he's now a preseason candidate for the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm of the Year honor. But, we take a quick break here on the show, but upon our return, ladies and gentlemen, don't touch that dial. We will sit down with former Crimson Tide wide receiver Matt Cadell to continue this conversation to play or not to play. Greg Sankey, is he the one that's going to save college football? You'll be hearing from myself and Matt Cadell after this.
2: Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to TouchdownAlabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to TouchdownAlabama.com today and roll tide.
0: We're rocking and rolling, folks, on a Wednesday hump day on the hottest show on the streets, number one form for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Got the man John Ivory in the production studio, as always, and we appreciate each and every last one of you for tuning in to the show, as always. Be sure to give a thumbs up, give a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, turning all of those notifications on, so that way you can have the best in analysis on your favorite program the Crimson Tide gotta give a shout out here to the man Senator Hines Senator Hines my man dropping in $4.99 $4.99 into the Super Chats helping out us here at TDA but we go over to the in my own the in my own words hotline, where we pick up one Matt Cadell, former Crimson Tide receiver from 2003 to 07, and a little segment I like to call to play or not to play. Matt Cadell, what's going on? Are you ready?
5: I'm ready to get it started. Let's go.
0: Ready to get it popping, man, let's go. So the first thing we're going to talk about here, Matt, to break this ice is the conversation or the interview that one Nick Saban had uh, on ESPN. Coach Saban talked about, you know, the players more so safer on the campus than just being out and about in the community. Talked about how you know we got the medical staff, we got the team doctors, we got everything needed to make sure these players are safe, these players are secure, these players are fine, these players will have the least likely chance of contracting the coronavirus. So, Matt, just your initial thoughts of what Coach Saban said there.
5: Uh, I think Coach Saban was spot on. Um, he was talking about the percentages of the coronavirus since 4th of July. I think it was around 2%, um, which is lower than what's you know in the country. And um, he just made a valid point that players will be um, safer at the complex um, and probably will be better um, playing football this season. Obviously, they want to play and Coach Saban is always one of those coaches that are for his players, and I think he made valid points for us to uh, really get behind the We Want to Play movement and kind of have this football season this year.
0: Now, an, an, a big thing here, Matt, that a lot of people don't talk much about is people discuss the connection between coaches and players People discuss the connection between players with other players, but a conversation that's rarely discussed is the medical staff and the players. That trust factor between the medical staff and the players. And I know you, for a fact, you spent a lot of time with Jeff Allen. You spent a great deal of time with athletic trainer Jeff Allen during the 07 season where, you know, Commissioner Sankey talked about, you know, our medical advisory team, our medical group, they're giving us the green light. They're saying we can move forward with football. Talk about the trust that you have in Jeff Allen, the confidence that you have in Jeff Allen and just you know you being around him, uh, the time that you are around him, what gives you that notion that you know, Allen as the as a director of sports medicine, he knows what he's doing.
5: Yeah, Jeff Allen is one of the best, probably if not the best um, medical trainer in the country. Um, he just does a great job. Back from when I was in 2007, he's very innovative, uh, very forward thinking, looking for um, uh, innovative um, practices to really help with you know speed recovery, um, injury prevention, and. Uh, you know, Coach Saban is always going to bring the best of the best in, and he, that's what he has with Jeff Allen, his uh, medical staff, medical trainers. And I'm quite sure they've done all the studies on, on all the reports. I'm quite sure they've contacted a lot of, uh, you know, infectious diseases, um, people in Birmingham, you know, with Dr. Kane, um, uh, just getting as much information as possible is really how to, um, you know, really play sports, have physical play um, within the Alabama football complex with the team um, to really um, be successful for the players as well as the team. So um, Jeff just does a great job. I'm quite sure he has a lot more information than what we do um, as the general public have, and I'm quite sure they're all on top of it um, to really help Um, the Alabama football team move forward and, and you know the players are going to trust them so I think everybody has the utmost trust in Jeff Allen and his medical staff.
0: If you're just tuning into the show, ladies and gentlemen, we got former Alabama wide receiver Matt Cadell on the line playing from 2003 to 07 here on In My Own Words. And a little segment I like to call to play or not to play in terms of college football. Now, we're going to continue right here with the medical staff with the medical staff part here for just a minute here, Matt. So how much stress does this put? on David Ballou and Matt Ray? I mean, both came in back in March from Indiana University. They have they have earned the respect. They have earned the love of the players, the coaching staff here. Of course, the fans are already enjoying both guys, but how much stress does this put on Ballou and Ray? And just from you watching both guys, how do you think they have attacked this so far?
5: Um, I just think... Um I don't think it's any more stress. I think they just really excited about the opportunity to spend more time with the players. Um, they're you know, the SEC pushed the season back to the twenty sixth, so that's gonna give uh Ray and Baloo more time to spend with the players, focus on different types of things, um, and really implement some things, even when we start practicing um, just focusing on speed, agility. I mean, you read their tweets. They really have you excited about some of the things that the players are doing in the program. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and I just think they're just really, um, really, really glad to be um, in this spot where they are, having more times with the players, being able to develop, um, get them up to speed to where they want to be before the season. Uh, and then once practice start, really implement some of the um, – injury prevention, things even more so, recovery, speed, um, agility. And I think they're doing a great job from what I'm hearing from the players. Everybody's raving about them, and I think they're really excited about, um, like I mentioned earlier, really spending the extra time with the players, um, just being able to implement their program.
0: Now, before we came on to the show here, Matt, you and I had a conversation about Greg Sankey and the job that he has done as the commissioner of the SEC. Now, was he – you know, first out there for the conference-only schedule? No. Was he first out there uh, for, for a lot of these things that have gone on? No. But he has sat back, he has had a methodical approach to the coronavirus. He has had a thorough approach. He did not jump the gun or re- or revert to or go to a, a hasty decision. It, it's looking very very bleak and rough here for the Big Ten and the Pac-12 as both decide to cancel their seasons. But just talk about the respect factor you know, that you have for Commissioner Sankey as he's been able to go about he's been, he's been able to go about this process in a very firm manner.
5: Uh, yeah, I just think Greg um, Sankey has done a g- very good job, you know, leading us, navigating these coronavirus pandemic waters um, for the SEC. Um, really just taking, as you mentioned, a methodical, slow um, approach, getting as much information as possible. Um, I'm quite sure he's in talks with the NFL, seeing what they're doing, because, you know, the NFLs they're, they're starting practice right now. I saw a Hard Knocks episode the other night, so... I'm quite sure they're getting as much information uh, from the NFL and as much uh, information from the medical advisory um, board that they have. And so far he said they've gotten the green light uh, to go. I'm quite sure we're going to get more information from uh, the presidents on these campuses. I think um, each team will probably have some form of type of bubble on campus for the players, you know, where guidelines will be limited um in person class, um, you know, a lot more virtual class for the players. Um that way they can limit their exposure on campus. I think initially probably have limited attendance within the stadium as far as fans, just initially just to see where we at um with uh kids on campus. Um quite sure if campus presidents are going to have all these different types of measures in place. You know, you're going to have kids on campus, but they'll probably have some guidelines as well to limit the kids exposure on campus where they might take, you know, half of their classes virtual and half in person. So I'm quite sure all the campus presidents are doing everything they can to be creative, uh, innovative, and come up with a compromise that would work best for, you know, the university the students, they can experience uh, college life, and I'm quite sure the athletic directors, uh, Greg Byrne, um, uh, and the other mm-hmm. athletic directors across the uh, SEC are, have some type of plan in place to have some type of bubble for the players. Um, they already have, I think the SEC has the best medical protocols. Um, if you looked at them, I think they came out a week ago or so, um, just talking about all the testing that they will do. Uh, And that just shows you the confidence that I believe a lot of people have um, with Greg Sankey um, being the leader and really being able to move forward um, with the football season.
0: Do you think, Matt, they'll be able to flatten the curve? I know initially you could have, you know, a couple of positive tests uh, pop here and there just due to the students will be back on campus a week from today and trying to manage it as best as they possibly can. But do you feel like the University of Alabama, as well as the rest of the SEC, will not be able to flatten the curve?
5: I think so. I mean, you just have to have a lot of um, guidelines in place. Like, like I mentioned earlier, I just don't think it makes sense for all the students on campus to be going in-person class as often as possible. I think you're going to have to have some type of guidelines where, Hey, kids, you can maybe go virtual on, on certain classes. Um, During the week, you have the option to go in-person. It may be a limit or a cap on how many in-person classes you can take. I think you have to have those type of procedures in place, protocols in place with your student body to really uh, flatten the curve. And I think also, I mean, we're in the SEC country, and I know the slogan means it just means more. But I think students and everybody in the South are really looking at the Big Ten and Pac-12 camps when they're there. Football season, everybody's really trying to do their do what they can um, to <clears throat> have a football season. You know, make if they're feeling ill, make sure you stay in, make sure you wear your mask, make sure you social distance, do everything you can to um, limit, flatten the curve, as you said. That way we can have a football season. Kids can still experience um, college life, um, being on campus. But I think it's going to, I think presidents, um, athletic directors, as I said, they're going to have some type of protocols, procedures, um, in, within the, uh, campuses, as well as the athletic programs to really limit, um, public exposure within the classes. Uh, like I said, maybe have a certain amount of virtual classes a week, maybe one or two in-person classes, always wearing your mask, washing your hands, all that good stuff. So, um, I think it can be done, um. I'm just hopeful that it can be done in a safe, um, healthy manner, and uh, we can have football uh, this fall, especially in the SEC. So um, just fingers crossed. Hopefully um, everybody steps their game up when the kids get back and really practice, you know, social distancing, wearing their masks, limiting their public exposure, taking more virtual calls, um, and just doing everything they can to really flatten the curve.
0: Absolutely, and he is Matt Cadell, ladies and gentlemen, former Alabama wide receiver, played from 2003 to 07, joining us on the show for the segment called "To Play or Not to Play," discussing college football and what needs and what needs to happen moving forward in trying to have a season here this fall. Matt, as always, man, appreciate you coming on, delivering your expertise, your thoughts, your ideas, what you bring as far as you know, being a former player and being somebody that's in the know in regards to this program as always man be safe be good buddy
5: thank you and always roll tight
0: Always fun having Matt Cadell here joining us on the show to talk some Crimson Tide football. And in this edition, talking some SEC football and the conference trying to play despite the coronavirus issue. But we take another break here on the show. Don't touch that down because when we come back, we get back to your phone calls, your tweets, your chats, your questions, your viewpoints. It's time to have a discussion, and we'll have it after this.
2: menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to TouchdownAlabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to TouchdownAlabama.com today and roll tide.
0: All right, people! It is Wednesday, Hump Day, and you're back, rocking and rolling from the break on the number one source for Crimson Tide football news. That being, in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, and very happy to have each and every one of you tuning into the channel on today. But I gotta tell you this, Tide fans. You love the Crimson Tide. You love the Crimson Tide, and you are for these athletes in the We Want to Play movement. This is what you need to do. You got to purchase the We Want Football shirts, standing by the players, and the Let Them Play t shirts, standing by these athletes. You can get those shirts and all other apparel, this and much more, all other apparel, along with these shirts, by going to tdaware.com, supporting your Crimson Tie, and supporting these young athletes as they're trying to have a football season. We got some people here also that we want to recognize in the Super Chat right now. My man Jay Lee dropping in that cool $5, donating that $5 into the Super Chat for TDA. And also Kellen Parker donating $9.99 into the Super Chat as well. We appreciate both of you guys supporting touchdown. Alabama Magazine. We go to the phone lines right now. As always, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard. You're live here on my On the Words. What's going on?
4: Hey, how you doing? This is uh, John Paul from Mississippi. All right, John Paul, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. I had a question about the schedule for this here, uh, upcoming season and i wanted to know if there is any possibility for uh, one of those schools in the big 12 or the schools in the big 10 to possibly uh, squeak in on alabama's schedule for this year
0: well that's a good question there john paul going back to the big 12 there was actually a discussion by the presidents in the Big 12 because they want to have the 9 plus 1, nine conference games and one non-conference matchup. And they would like to play the non-conference matchup between either September 12th or September 19th, seeing how the Big 12 conference season starts on the 26th of September. So September 12th or the 19th, one of those two dates, depending on which date the Big 12 decides on, uh, that could be a situation where an Alabama could play. You know, a Big 12 team. Now, once again, it comes down to Greg Byrne as the Alabama AD. It comes down to Commissioner Sankey as the head man of the SEC, you know, for this to, you know, happen. But September 12th or September 19th, one of those two Saturdays, the Big 12 can have, you no know, one non-conference opponent. So it'll be interesting to see. Does Sankey does Greg Byrne maybe make that happen for Alabama to be one of those non-conference opponents for the Big 12? Well, that was coming from, uh, from John Paul there. Good, press, good, good question there from him in terms of the Big 12, and could it have you know an SEC or maybe an Alabama opponent, non-conference opponent to open the season? But you're live on In My Own Words. We've got another call in the queue. You're live on the show. What's going on?
1: Hey, what's going on, Steven? Um, I'm calling out the, Burman, the oh I'm sorry, the Barbara County area.
0: What's on your mind, man?
1: Hey, I wanted to know uh, who we got on the – who who do we have for the, on the schedule for the first game, man?
0: Well, right now, the the dates for the schedule, the dates and times have not been issued out yet. I know all that Alabama did was put the teams that it would play for the 2020 season. They have not put the dates down. They have not put the times down. So right now, i uh, not sure. It could be Georgia first game of the season. It could be Vanderbilt first game of the season. Really don't know. Still waiting on uh, the SEC to put the dates and the times on each of these schedules, uh, primarily Alabama. Bama waiting for the powers that be at this program to put these dates on here.
1: Oh, Okay, I appreciate it, man. Um, Continue to do what you do, man. I continue to tune in and roll tight.
0: Appreciate the love right there, man. In the call right there, as we're trying to understand, you know, getting these schedules in, getting these uh, times in here, you know, for the Crimson Tide's football season. Once again, that they've got the games issued out, but just not the dates or the times. Those will come out here at a later date. But Michael Jordan. Former Alabama, not former Alabama, former NBA, excuse me, man, Michael Jordan did not play at Alabama, he played in North Carolina. But former NBA, you know, legend, NBA legend, a uh, six-time NBA champion, a guy that's just an icon in terms of sports, period. You know, MJ, MJ was at the University of Alabama on Tuesday speaking with the team via Zoom call. You know, Coach Saban put in that word to have Jordan speak to the players and he talked about, you know, being a great competitor, being a great competitor, being a great teammate, having discipline, you know, having a winning mentality. So check out this video of Coach Saban bringing in Jordan and MJ delivering this message to the team via Zoom call. Check this out. You have to we work have we're, we're Every single day. You know, your coach can do. only give you the motivation. I and mean, give you the plays. He can give you all that.
5: At the end of the day, you gotta have self-determination. Uh, you gotta be one you gotta want to be the best. But if you're all on the
4: same page
5: and everybody wants to win, well, that's the whole
4: process. You know, if you guys are sitting there and put on that out of your uniform, your
5: attitude is is about winning. Winning is a part of me. I would do anything to win. So your energy should be
0: That smile by Nick Saban at the end says it all as one of his favorite competitors, you know, Michael Jordan, MJ, giving that message there to the team via Zoom call as the Crimson Tide pushing to have a a football season and pushing to return to the SEC title game and win a championship and return to the college football playoff and win the big prize, the national championship. But as we get into now, you know, Dr. Matt Ray, Dr. Matt Ray, the speed doctor, the uh, director of performance science for the Crimson Tide, he's putting together a little interesting challenge here for Alabama players in terms of a 40-yard dash, or as he likes to call it, a 40-yard race. And Matt Ray has always been one to have great relationships with players. He likes to engage his guys in friendly, entertaining competitions to make everybody better. You know, iron sharpen iron, improve... Each player, you know, on the team, regardless of position group, and uh, he wants to make this Alabama roster. Ha- he wants to have this Alabama roster at a different gear than everybody else, you know, in college football. So what he did on Tuesday, he dropped the tweet. He dropped the post to Twitter about. You know, which one of these guys he addressed the fan base and asking fans, which one of these guys do you think would win in a forty yard race here? And the four answer choices were Jalen Water at wide receiver, Patrick Sertan the second at cornerback, Josh Job at cornerback, and also Devontae Smith. Wide receivers. So those are the four answer choices. Now he put together a graphic of uh, the speed times that they have already. He's trying to get this on video, and I'm really hoping Dr. Ray can get this on video, and we can have this on pay-per-view because as dangerous as uh, as fast as ex- as fast as Jenga Water is, he can hit the afterburners, hit the acceleration better than anybody else in the game. As fast as dynamic as explosive. As Jalen Waddle is, Patrick Sertan's got speed, uh, Devonte Smith's got speed, but then also, uh, J- Josh Job. That man can fly. That man can go. I have seen Josh Job run. He has got some burners on him. Is he as fast as Jalen Waddle? I'm not gonna go that far. But Josh Job can fly. So, and looking back at the graphic that you know Dr. Matt Ray put up here on well, earlier today. He had the four times he had up here were he had a, he had one player ran a four two nine forty, one player ran a four three seven forty, and the last two players ran a four four two forty. So four two nine, four three seven, and two four four two forty times. So you ask the fans. I'm gonna let you be the judge of who ran the four two nine, who ran the four three seven, and who came in with both of the 4 four twos. Now, to me, I think Jane and Waddle ran the 4-2-9. I think that Josh Job had the 4-3-7, and both Devontae Smith and Patrick Sertan II had the 4-4-2s. Four, four, but it is what it is. That's just my, my guess right there. But some guys that I would like to see be added to this race, I would like to see Keegan Robinson added in. Nick Saban said Keegan's got that juice right. I would like to see Keegan Robinson in there. I would like to see John Michi in there I would like to see um King and Robinson in there John Michi in there among some other guys there uh, King- Javon Baker there we go King and Robinson, John Michi Javon Baker and also Naji Harris since he's been working on his speed so Naji King and Robinson, Javon Baker, John Mechie, I would like to see those guys add into the mix where this race is concerned, and who would be the fastest from all of these guys where Dr. Matt Ray, the Speed Doctor, is concerned. But it's really cool here as he is challenging these players, giving them this friendly competition, trying to make each one better in this 40-yard race, 40-yard dash. But you are no fans, or you want to have. The best in news, notes, information, and coverage here on your Crimson Tide. This is very simple, very easy to do. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app, downloading this from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you have the Android phone. For your audio listening needs here, we have you covered on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm or iHeartRadio, we have you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Friday, continuing the conversation that is Tide Football. As always, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, have those sent to your door. Link will be found in the description. And also, just $5.95 a month and getting that online subscription to TDA that would get you the... uh, Latest information on Alabama football, the annual print magazine, the most exceptional recruiting news from our own Justin Smith. Just go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Be a part of our community. Be a part of our family. Talking Bama football, but you can get that subscription for a limited time. So go ahead. Be sure to get that. Also, the TDA wear link. In the description, tdaware.com. That link will be found in the description so you can purchase the We Want to Play shirts supporting those athletes. The uh, well, we want football shorts supporting the athletes and the let them play shirts as well along with other uh, apparel but until next time folks husbands love your wives wives appreciate value those husbands children continue doing those things legitimately now to not be bored get you those three hearty meals a day those three great laughs a day protect yourself protect the loved ones around you until Friday folks it's been in my own words